Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, everybody. It's Charlie Green again with Jason Gluskin, the Paragon of Prime Podcasting. Jason, I understand you've got a really primal question this time. Hi, Charlie. Yes, I think this qualifies as pretty primal, all right. Damon writes in to say, Charlie, I've got a client who's got to be the client from hell. It's not just me. It's affecting my team as well. He's just mean. There's just no other word for it. I won't go as far to say sadistic, but he's definitely mean. And here's a great example of what happened just this week. I had scheduled a meeting with him to talk about the progress on his project. Unfortunately, we were a little late and a bit over budget. It is true, but this was partially due to his requests. After I laid out the situation, he jumped right down my throat, telling me we always do this, it puts him in a terrible situation, he hasn't gotten the budget, and we lied to him, on and on, etc., etc. And he starts demanding that I tell him right there and then what we plan to do about it. I tried to respond and explain, but he wasn't having any of it. After about five minutes of him berating and haranguing me, he called the meeting to a close. I'm still fuming, and it's been several days. To call this a low-trust relationship, that would just be an understatement. Honestly, what do you do in a situation like this? It's been hurting my team's morale, it's been keeping me up at night, and not to mention it'll probably negatively affect my performance reviews. Wow, you're right, Jason. That's as uh, elemental as it gets. And Damon, I do have some advice for you. Two pieces of advice, actually, but let me put it in context first. The context is, he may indeed be the client from hell, as you put it, but he's not likely a sociopath. Like most people in business, he probably has a family. His kids don't hate him. The dog wags his tail when he comes home from work. I'm not trying to excuse him. The old saying comes to mind, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. But there are things you can do, and here they are. Number one, it is critical to change your statement of the problem here. The problem is not, my client is angry at me. Instead, the problem is, my client is angry, period. Anger exists in him as an emotional state. He is angry. The fact that he's angry at you may be true, but it's not relevant. Why do I say this? Because it's critical to see that this is not about you, even if he says it is. What you have here is an angry person, period. If this was your three-year-old child throwing a tantrum, you would have no problem. You'd think to yourself, poor kid, he's probably overtired, maybe oversugared. He needs to take a nap and chill out. And of course, you'd be right. In any case, you don't take it personally with a three-year-old. It all changes when your kid becomes a teenager, of course, and starts mouthing off. We take them seriously, and we take offense at the horrible things we say, or they say. We get offended. We take it personally. And of course, it's much worse yet if we're talking about your client. But the fact is, your client is no different from your three-year-old in this respect. The only difference is, he's more creative about pushing your buttons, and you take it personally. So, don't do that. Notice that your client is angry, and don't take it personally. Number two, just like your three-year-old child, you have to acknowledge the emotional state. You have to talk about it, because until you acknowledge it, you're just going to be in an emotional yelling match. That's not hard to do with a three-year-old, but how do you do it with a client? You say something like this. Wow, client, ouch, that's clearly very upsetting to you, and and I don't blame you either. I'm not sure I've realized before just how upsetting this whole thing is to you, and I don't want to keep getting you upset. Can we spend five minutes just going through what all this means to you? 
Now, your client may very well respond, you're damn right I'm upset. I've been trying to get you to do something for weeks now and I'm done with it. I want to know right now what you intend to do about it. No more talking. I need action. And what you say next is key. You have to push back on the importance of him being heard. You might say something like, Listen, you absolutely deserve an answer in terms of what we're going to do about it, and I'm going to make some very specific suggestions. However, the fact that you're so upset now and telling me that you've been saying it for weeks means that for weeks I've not been getting your message. The last thing I want to do is shoot from the hip about action steps before totally understanding your perspective. And obviously that hasn't happened yet. So I really need you to back up and hit me again. I need you to tell me, even at the risk of repetition, what it is you think I need to hear from you. With all due respect, I need you to take five or ten minutes and make sure I understand where you're coming from. I'm sure we can wait five more minutes after these weeks to make sure we finally understand where you are coming from. And I promise you, five minutes, and then we'll talk action steps, okay? Now, you'll have to find your own words here. It's got to be specific for you and for him, but that's the general drift. You have to stop thinking it's about you, and you have to make sure that he feels heard before you get sucked into action steps. Because the one thing you can be sure of is this, if he doesn't feel heard and acknowledged, he's going to continue to make life hell for you. You may recall the old phrase, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. He's not going to respect you until you respect him. So get over it. Fix your perception of what's wrong here and find the right words to ask him to get very clear with you. Then let him talk until he feels heard by you. You're still going to have overruns and schedule slips, but at least the energy for yelling at you will dissipate once he finally sees that you get where he's coming from. At least then you can have a calm discussion between the two of you about what what has happened and what has to happen next. Basically, it's not about you. Show him the respect of really listening to him, and you may very well find he's finally willing to listen to you. You've been listening to the Trust Matters Podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.